Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. So tonight, I'm going to be talking in the same vein by the grace of God. Um, and we'll be talking about stretch. And we're, going, we're still looking at uh, the story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 11. And you may want to ask, why are we looking at Abraham? Why do we draw reference from Abraham? I want you to look, also look at Je- um, Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. So that you know that this is in line with the word for us. I want you to take it as we share this word that it is for us as well. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 that if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and as according to the promise. Can we say this? Can we put our can we personalize it? Say if I if I am Christ, then I am Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Are you Christ? Are you Christ? So are you Abraham's seed? Then that means you're a heir according to the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So basically, I, I, I just want to share some scriptures and share some um, words that I believe will get us to start. How many of us, I, I, I told us I was going to ask us, how many of us have done something new between Wednesday and today? Something new. You did have done something new? Alright, you see, that's why, that's why we'll keep stretching. You know, many of us know how to listen to uh, other than comedians they crack the same jokes and we like listening to the jokes over and over and we get and we, and, we, and we laugh but you come to church you know and they tell you the same thing and it, it means that you have to act on it amen. amen we have to apply this is a word that is due for us in this season and i know that god has a plan and an essence for everyone's life and god has an intention and that word must fulfill the purpose for which it has come amen this season will not leave you the same way you were before. Amen. I hear what I'm saying. We've had many seasons in TSP. There are many seasons. I remember the, the times that we talk about. We talk about uh, we're receiving free things. The times that we talk about a new me has emerged. There's so many seasons. That, there are words that come. But you see, if you do not receive these words in faith and begin to apply them in your life, you would remain in the same place. Amen. That should not be your story. That should not be your story. So if with every word you receive, always ask yourself, what am I going to do about this word? How am I going to apply it immediately? That should be your stance. And you see that this word is very, very important in our lives because we are the saviors of our generation. I hear what I'm saying. You are the saviors. We are the saviors of our generation. You are the savior of your generation. Many of you, your purpose and your assignment is even tied to your family. It's tied to your community. It's tied to your neighborhood. It's, it's, it's beyond you. It's no longer about you. It's tied to your, your friends. You need to come into a revelation. You need to come into your place of purpose just because of these people. And I'm going to share something that you may have not noticed before. Let's look at Genesis 11 verse 31. Looking at the story of Abraham. Genesis 11 verse 31. The Bible says, And Terah took his son Abraham and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son, his son Abraham's wife. And they went out with them from Ur of Chadians, to go to the land of Cana. So they came to Haran and dwelt there. So the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in Haran. Did you see anything there? Did you see anything there? Terah was the father of Abram. He was the one to go to Canaan. But the Bible says, if you look at verse 31, it says, He got up with them 
Lot. You see, um, there's something we're going to learn about Lot today. <laughs> you know, he went out with them from the Ur of Chaldeans to go to the land of where? Canaan. He was the one with the initial instruction to go to the promised land. Hallelujah. But what does the Bible say? It says that he came to Haran and dwelt there. Hallelujah. And died there. But where was he planning to go to? To your neighbor, you need to stretch. Tell the next neighbor, you need to stretch. Two things, by the grace of God, I may not preach at you tonight. I just want to be very instructional um, so that we can, you know, get, uh, how I put it, we can get things that you can think of, practical things that you can think of applying after you leave the service, by the grace of God. Okay? So we can see from the scripture that Terah had a destination. There was somewhere he was meant to go, but he did not get there. Because he dwelt where he wasn't meant to dwell. So we're looking at two things. Stops to stretch and steps to stretch. Stops to stretch and steps to stretch. We're going to be looking at that through this story in Genesis. But something I want, I want to point out to us, like you already saw in verse 31, Lot was with Terah. If you look at uh, 12, uh, Genesis 12 verse 4, the Bible says um, that Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. I would also like you to know that God had spoken to Abraham even before we got to verse 13. God had started speaking to him in 12 verse 1. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. This instruction did not come until of course Terah died in Haran and that was not the promised land. So I will bless you and I will, I will bless those who bless you and I will cause him causes you. In verse 5 the Bible also says again and I think it's intentional that the Bible always says that Lot was with Abraham. Abram at this point. It says, Then Abram took Sarah his wife in verse 5 of, verse, of chapter 12 and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered. If you look at chapter 13 verse 1, the Bible says, Then Abram went up to Egypt and he and his wife and all that he had and Lot with him to the south. Amen. Again we see Lot. Verse 5 of chapter 13. He says. Lot also who went with Abram. Had flocks and herds and tents. Hallelujah. Number one. Stop, stop to stretch. The things that hinder us. The things that limit us. Most of the things I'm going to be saying tonight are all tied together, but I just feel like I should break it down so that we can get, uh, we can get more clarity to apply. Number one is dwelling on the way. Tell your neighbor, dwelling on the way. Dwelling on the way. Many of us dwell on the way. Just like you saw of Terah. The Bible says he picked up his people and they were going to Cana and he dwelt in Haran. You must learn how to follow God per time. Amen? Amen. Until you get to your destination. Uh, recently, I've been doing, if you follow us for devotion um, to on the land, you see we share devotion. And part of that devotion is the two-year reading plan. And I've been looking, looking at the book of uh, Numbers. And you, you would, it would excite you to know how the children of Israel were led by God through the wilderness. Many of us just read these stories. And I think that now that we have enlightenment, we should go back to some of these Bible scriptures. And you, it will surprise you that you won't see them the same way. Many of us see the Bible from the perspective of my book of Bible stories. We don't see it in the light of which we have now. Okay, so you should go back. And you would see that, you would see that the, the way God led them was anytime you see the cloud moving, Right? That's when you move. 
Now let's think about how difficult that is. Anytime the cloud stops, you stop. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not two weeks offshore, two weeks onshore. So we're moving in two weeks, we're not moving. It was, it was, a, it was moving per time. So if the, the, the cloud can, can move, and it can move for two weeks, can stop for one week, then move for six months, and stop for one month. There was no, there was no template. Do you understand? There was no formula. But these guys had to learn how to follow God per time. Tell your neighbor, follow God per time. These guys knew how to listen to God per time. If Abraham was not listening to God per time, Isaac would have been his sweet sacrifice. Hallelujah. Because it's God that said, go and sacrifice your son Isaac. You see, so some people are running with the word that God gave them 10 years ago. Expired word. But if he was not attentive to God per time, he would not know that God had provided a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, what is God saying now? It's not what say it. <laughs> or what did the Lord say? We must learn how to listen to God and follow Him per time. Hallelujah. Do not dwell on the way. There are many things that make us dwell on the way. Sometimes it may be a lack of faith. Sometimes it may be discouragement. But do not dwell on the way. Abraham was rich, but he knew he had not reached where God was calling him to. Many of us don't know how rich Abraham was. If you look at 13 verse 2, the Bible says Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. The Bible also says, I may not be able to pick that place right now, but the Bible says in 12 verse 5, it says that Abraham took Sarah his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered. Right? While they were in Haran. It says, and the people whom they had acquired. This guy had acquired people. He was that rich, but he had not reached where God was calling him to. So you need to not define your purpose by material possessions, but by the exact call of God on your life. By the exact ministry that God has called you to do. Success for the believer is not, is not in things. Success for the believer is not judged by worldly standards. Success for the believer is judged by the assignment that God gave you and fulfilling it. Hallelujah. See, why we are telling you to stretch is because in TSP we are concerned about you finding, living and fulfilling God's purpose for your life. It's our biggest desire. It's, we know that at the end of the day, that is what matters the most. I hear what I'm saying. That you find your purpose that you leave your purpose and that you fulfill God's purpose for your life. Abraham was so rich, Abraham was so rich that him and Lot's servant had to start quarreling because of livestock. Amen? That he had to separate. That was how rich he was. But he was going according to the promise because he could not he, he knew that that was not where God had called him to be. There was something more. Tell your neighbor there is something more. Tell your neighbor there is something more. Number two stop to stretch is seeing for yourself. People want to see for themselves. People want to uh, create their future for themselves. There's creating your future, of course, when you have a revelation of what God has said and you put into the practicality of your confessions and acting on your faith. But I'm saying where... You want to decide destiny for yourself outside of God. Sin for yourself. Look at what the Bible says in Genesis 13 verse 10. After they had, after Abraham, Abraham knew he had the promise. Amen. He knew he had the promise. And the Bible says that in verse 10, it says, 13 verse 10, it says, And Lord lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of, Jew, of, of, of Jordan. He lifted up his eyes. He, 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 he saw by ambition, by his own desire, by what he wanted, not seeking the face of God. You could see the difference in his life and, and Abram's life. Abram was following um, God steadily and asking God what, 
What do you want me to do? He was listening to God's instruction and following. So number two, seeing for yourself. That is a stop to stretching and to coming into all that God has, has promised you. Number three, the good. One of the stops to stretch and one of the stops to purpose is good things. You see, first of all, as a believer, it's easy. You know, you know, you, you struggle between, it's between just good and bad. It's easy. You know what is bad and you know what is good. Right? Then, at some point, when you mature, you find out that that's no longer the struggle. The struggle is not between good and God. It's no longer, you know, it's, not, it's no longer, it's no longer the subject of sin. It's about settling settling for the ordinary settling for you know just there and we know that as believers we are called to be great i hope you know that we are called to be mighty on the earth the sacrifice of christ is not a is not a mighty anybody it's not a my mind sacrifice amen so you get to that point where you know that it's between good and god then you get to the next level where you know it's, it's not just going to heaven. It's about packing rewards. It's about the bare masses of Christ. Amen. We're not struggling to go to heaven. Tell anybody, we're not struggling to go to heaven. We've made it already. We're counting stars on our crowns. Amen. We're getting rewards. We're fulfilling God's purpose for our life. We get to that level where we're not saying, God, give me, give me. You're saying, God, what can I do for you? What's on your mind? What's on your heartbeat? What's your dream for me? What would you have me do? Amen. Amen. The Bible says in verse 13, it says, And Lord lifted up his eyes and saw the plain of Jordan, and it was well watered. Right? Everywhere before God destroyed it. It says, like the garden of the Lord. So I said number three is what? The good. Watch out for what looks like. What looks like God. It looked good, but it wasn't God. The Bible even says that it looked like the garden of the Lord. It looked like the garden of the Lord. I pray that God will give us the wisdom and the insight and the patience to wait for what is God. What is God's perfect will for our lives? Amen. We will not just settle for the ordinary. We will not just manage. But we will truly press into purpose. We will press into his will. Amen. Quickly, um, Dr. Phil talked about this a lot, you know. One of the stops to stretch is Lot. Who is Lot? Lot is what we are familiar with. Lot is what we have condoned in our lives. Lot is that familiar status quo that we are just okay with and we have accepted. We must separate from Lot. Tell anybody we must separate from Lot. We must, we must know at that point where your next level is calling on you and you have to let go of things that will not accommodate your next level. Amen. Amen. Laziness. You know you can, it, cannot, it, cannot, it cannot take the form. It cannot, it cannot, it cannot take the, the opportunity that God is bringing you into. You look at your life and know those things. You have carried them, yes. Some of you let me not say some of you. Some of us have carried these things for so long. And because somehow, you know, God has blessed us. You know, somehow you made it through school. Somehow you've moved on. We have learned how to condone these lots that are costing us a lot. We have learned to just live with them. You know, Abraham was with, I mean, God has, God has used you before in spite of this lot. So you, you do not really you know, see the importance. But see, it's, 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 it's not about average. It's not about the ordinary. There's a place God is taking us to. Amen? Amen. There's a place God is taking us to. And we need 
to take the new form. We need to take the new capacity that God is bringing us into. Of course, you can remember we read from John uh, 12, some weeks ago, John 12, 20 to 24. The Bible says in John, John verse, let's go to 20, 23. Verse 23. So, so, of course, you know the story about the Greeks coming to Christ and wanting to see him, and he knew that his hour had come. Amen. See, when you know that something is yours, when you know that something is yours, and you cannot attend to it because of your current capacity, and you know that this thing is yours, I think it's a sign. That the next level is calling. I don't. I don't know. I. I may not put it right, but I know that it spoke to somebody. You know something is yours, but because of your current state or capacity, you cannot access it. See, Jesus could not minister to these guys because at that point in time, his call was to the Jews. See, if you look at look at that chapter, they never answer. There was no answer for those guys. Jesus knew that this. The answer was the cross. The answer was the work of salvation that these guys needed. Do you understand what I'm saying? At this point, Jesus had healed. There were miracles. So many great things had been done in the ministry. But there was something more. Jesus had raised the dead. Do you understand what I'm saying? But there was something more. Tell your neighbor there is something more. There is a, tell your neighbor there is a lot more that God wants to use you to do. Verse 24. He says, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls onto the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Amen. Except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. You see, a seed has all the capacity to be a tree. But if it does not separate itself into the ground, it will remain a seed. What is the difference between a seed on the ground and a seed on the table? Both with potential. Both with promises. Both with the word and the rema of grace. Both with the revelation of Jesus. But what is the difference? One has separated himself and brought himself into his place of assignment, surrounding himself with the right atmosphere to produce and become a tree. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, it's time to separate yourself. And of course, if you look at uh, verse 14, the Bible says, And the Lord said to Abraham, After Lot had separated from him, Actually, but what is that lot that is costing you a lot? You know, it's scary, especially when you know your lot is, is that, that thing that you're used to. That thing that you've made progress with. But you need to let it go. Tell anybody you need to let it go. Now we're going to look at uh, steps to stretch. Number one. Number one. Dwell on his promises. Dwell on his promises. Dwell on his word. Of course you can look at the story of, um, when you're looking at the story of Abraham, he moved until he got to the place of, of, his, of the place that God had promised, which is the land of Canaan. The Bible says that he what? He dwelt there. You must always keep your eyes on what God has showed you. You must always keep your eyes on your destination. You must always keep your eyes on that thing that God has told you. You must stay there. You must dwell on it. That's what makes you not settle on the way. That's what makes you not dwell in transit. Alright, I keep saying, let's just give an example. If someone is saying, I'm going to Kaduna, 
right? Or someone just says, I want to leave Abuja. And all you're saying is, I want to leave Abuja. I want to leave Abuja. You would never leave Abuja. And that's how many of us are saying, oh, I want to leave my current state. I want to leave my current status. You are not happy about all, you're not happy about your current situation. But guess what? You keep talking about, all you talk about is your current situation. You're not going to leave your current situation. The Bible says that God calls the things that be not as though it see your current situation is already what it is. Why are you talking about it? Do you understand? You are only affirming that situation by you, when you keep talking about it. But say the things that be not as though they are. Because we know our position in Christ. We know the things that He has said about us. That is our reality. That is our reality. What is the essence of talking about a situation that you know is already a fact? Instead of you talking about the truth of God's word. Amen. That should be your greatest confession. Amen. The fact of your experience should be consumed by the truth of your position. It should be consumed by it. So mightily grew the word that it prevailed. It must grow. The revelation of the word must continue to grow in your heart until it consumes every situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Continue to dwell on his word. Continue to dwell on his word. The Bible's number two is vision. See. Have a word. Have a word in your heart. Have a word in your heart. Vision. And this is found in the place of the word and in the place of prayer. The Bible says in, in, in verse 14, it says, The Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord had been from me, lift up your eyes now. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. It's important for you to have vision. It's important for you to have a plan of where God is taking you to. You must have a picture of where God is taking you to. Can you hear what I'm saying? You must have a picture. You must have a picture. Look at how God worked with the patriarchs. You would see that they always had a picture. Joseph had a picture. He had a picture. He saw the sun and the moon. He saw the sun, the moon and the stars. He saw, he had dreams. How do you think he went through all that situation? How he went through the pit? How he went through Potiphar's house? It's because there was a vision. God had spoken to him. I hear what I'm saying. God had spoken to him. He knew what God had said. And nothing he went through, no situation was going, to change, was going to change his mind. He knew what God had said. And that must be the same for us. What's the vision for your life? What's the purpose of, for your life? What is that assignment that God has called you to? You must be working in that reality. You must be conscious of that reality. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7, Jesus said, I have come in the volumes of the book that was written about me. What is the script that has been written for your life? What is, the, what, is the, what, is the, what is God's intent for your life? What is God's purpose for your life? You must understand it. Jesus, even as a child, understood the scriptures. And when he came, he read from Isaiah chapter 19. He knew, he found himself in the word. He found the, the purpose for his life. He knew what God had called him to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three, lift up your eyes. Lift your eyes. Look from where you are, not at where you are. Tell your neighbor, look from where you are, not at where you are. See, if you can get these things we're saying here, you would have a victorious life. I'm telling you, because you would have the right attitude and perspective to everything that life would throw at you. The Bible says, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. You see, many of us are focused on the place where we are instead of focusing from the place where we are to where God has called us to. You cannot move forward. You cannot stretch if you keep looking at where you are. You must look from where you are to where God has called you to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And to drive this point forward, to drive this revelation, this victorious life forward, let's look at Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1 to 2. Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 1 to 2. Because if you look at this revelation of what happened to Abraham here, it looks exactly like what happened to Jesus. The Bible says that therefore... We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of weaknesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us. That sounds like lots to me. Does it sound like lot to you? It says lay aside, separate yourself 
from that weight, from that sin which easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Tell your neighbor, there's a race set before you. Tell your neighbor, there's a race set before you. I'm going to show you some more scriptures about that. It says, but looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy. See, Jesus knew the joy. Jesus knew the essence. Jesus knew his purpose. Jesus knew what was ahead. He said, because of this joy he, that was set before him, he was able to endure the transit. He was able to endure the process. He did not dwell on the way. You know, Jesus was tired. When he was going to the cross. You know he was weak. You know Jesus was finished. Before it was finished. Do you know that? That's why they had to help him carry the cross. But see it is not enough when you are finished. If it is not finished. You have to keep on going. Hallelujah. So it's not about I'm tired. I'm weak. This, it's not about the issues. It's about the joy that is set before you. The vision and the purpose and the essence of your life. The things that God has called you to do. He says, endure the cross, despising the shame. See, when you have a revelation of the joy and the essence of your life, the things that God has called you to achieve, you can despise shame. In other words, you can shame shame. You can look shame in the face. And you know that this means nothing. You can look at that situation and you know that this means nothing. In fact, this is for the will of God to be fulfilled in my life. He despised the shame. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? It's important. Your focus, remember, determines your conclusions. You see, when you're focused, you'll definitely be blind to some things. Hallelujah. Why you are still seeing some things and explaining it because you are still looking at it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn about look unto Jesus. Turn about look unto Jesus. Number, what number are we on now? Number four, expect and take all victories. Expect and take all victories. The Bible says that look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, all around. Look all around. Look all around. As you look to Jesus, expect miracles to happen. Expect opportunities to come your way. Expect doors to be open. I hear what I'm saying. Be alert for your victory. Amen. Expect your victory. Look all around. The gospel that has been given us is a, is a, total, is a total gospel. It's total salvation. Not just salvation from sin, but in your health, in your finances, in your marriage, in relationship. It is total all around. Tell your neighbor, I'm stretching all around. Say, I'm stretching all around. I'm taking all victories. I'm stretching in the north side. I'm stretching on the south side. I'm stretching on the west side. I'm stretching on the east coast. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're stretching all around. Amen. God is too powerful. I mean, just Jesus raised the dead before he went to the cross. How much more now? How much more? Amen. But it's easier for some of us to believe that he has forgiven your sin than for you he to heal your headache. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you can believe that he forgave your sin, he can heal your body. I hear what I'm saying. He can put money in your pocket. You can fulfill God's purpose for your life. Hallelujah. I have to rush now. The Bible also says in Luke chapter 2 verse 52... That Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with what? God and man. Jesus stretched on all sides. Those are the foundation blocks of a man. He increased in wisdom mentally. He increased in stature physically. He increased in favor with God spiritually. And he increased in favor with man socially. He, he grew on every side. 
He stretched on every side. There was increase on every side. The natural stance and default setting of a believer is increase, is growth, is stretching. The Bible says that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. The Bible says that the glory of the latter shall be greater than the former. It is a natural stance of the believer to grow, to increase, to stretch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wrote here number 5. Before we look at that, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. You have the ability to stretch on all sides. Tell anybody, you have the ability to stretch on all sides. The Bible says that God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Can you preach this to your neighbor? Say, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you, always having all sufficiency in all things, May abound, may have an abundance for every good work. Let's look at Amplified. I'm going to preach to your neighbor again. Or let's preach to ourselves this time around. Amplified. God, see, God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing, come to me in abundance, so that I may always. And under all circumstances, and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. This is your default setting. This is what the Word says about you. Hallelujah. This is our life. He makes all grace abound towards us and thus we are all sufficient not for some things not for most things but for what all things you can stretch in every direction you can experience the power of god in your marriage the power of god in your career the power of god in your investments the power of god in your work with him hallelujah tell your neighbor do not limit god what's the next number Take action. Tell anybody, take action. Take action. Say, make progress. Arise and walk. I mean, after the such word that God had given Abraham, I mean, things should start falling. <laughs> things should start moving. And that's how some of us think. We just expect that God gives you a word and everything begins to shake. Everything begins to... But come on, you need to take a step. Tell anybody, you need to take a step. You need to take action. Look at what the Bible says. It says, arise, verse 17. Of course, I, I want to talk about verse 16, but verse 16 just tells us that many people are tied to your progress. Many people are tied to your stretching. I hear what I'm saying. See, have you seen where somebody stretches? I mean, God brings them to a place of purpose. Their family members have to resign. The, 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 your, your vision has enveloped everybody's. You don't, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Everybody, when, you know when Buhari became president, his wife had to close her shop. Did you hear that? She had, to, she had a salon or something. She had to close it. There are people that are tied to your purpose. You see, sometimes we stress ourselves eh, trying to advise and counsel people. Guess what? Just succeed. Just work in purpose. See, stop telling me. Show me. More is caught than taught. We keep trying to teach. But don't worry. Let's work in purpose. Let's strive. You would see that people will learn. See, your success tells people they can succeed. Your life is an inspiration to many people. They, they, can't, they won't tell you. See, I know your brother is your brother forever. Nothing can change it. But there's a way your life will go. If you say, now my brother be this. You, I mean, it's your father, nothing changes, but you'd be so proud of your dad. I hear what I'm saying. Guys, we are stretching into purpose. We are stretching into all that God has told us. 
The Bible says in verse 17, it says, Arise, walk in the land through his length and his width, for I give it to you. That's another revelation. See, God, there's, there's nothing new that God wants to do in your life. All he's trying to do is to bring you into a revelation of what he has done. There's nothing new. He said, just see, I give it to you. He doesn't say, I will give it to you. Does the Bible say, I will give it to you? No, he said, just see, for I give it to you. You cannot see more than my provision. You cannot see more than I can give. Because I've given it. I'm not trying to give you. Hallelujah. That thing, that idea, that, 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 that vision, that ministry, that essence, that thing he has called you to do, is too easy for him. Just see. Just see. Just continue. Don't dwell on the way. Don't dwell in the process. Don't die in the process. Continue. For I have given it to you. You see, God tries to paint, the way God works with us, He tries to paint the end picture so well so that it drives you through the process. You think Joseph knew he was going to be in a pit or in Potiphar's house. But he had an assurance of the word of God. He had an assurance that God was taking him somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's, that's why it's important. That's why I started with dwelling on the promise. Hearing, vision, prayer. Knowing what God exactly has called you to do. I was advising somebody on marriage. I said if you marry the person that God wants you to marry, there will be a problem. If you don't marry the person God wants to marry, there will still be a problem. But what keeps you? God told me to marry this person. That's what's going to keep you. I'm telling you. Marriage is not a play, play, play. So. <laughs> That's what's going to keep you. If God brought me here, He's providing grace to see me through it. That's what you need in your life. You don't need to take... Your decisions don't need to look so beautiful. Your decisions need to be godly. That's all you need. You need to be spirit-inspired. That's all you need. So when challenges come, you despise your challenges. You shame your shame. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Because you know that you are in line with God's will and purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Tell anybody, stay through. Stay through. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk, work in them. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ for good works. Which God had prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There's a script for your life. Beforehand, he has prepared it for you to work in. There's an assignment on your life. There's a ministry on your life. Hallelujah. I told you, like Jesus said, I come in the volumes of the book. That has been written of me. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 29. The Bible says, Arise and walk in the land through his length and his width, for I give it to you. Hallelujah. It says, To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Hallelujah. To this end I labor, striving according to the working, which works in me mightily. See, we are sh- how will I put it now? There's a striving that God has already finished for you. There's a work that God has already finished for you. His promises are already done for you. His provision is already done. We are striving according to our position. Hallelujah. We are striving to everything he has said about us. We are not looking at where we are. We are not looking at our experiences. We are not looking at, 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 at all the things and the conditions and situations of our life. But we are striving according to our position. Let our position be true and let our experiences be alive. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are created in Christ unto good works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last one I said is stay through. Stay through. Stay through. Do not dwell on the way. Stay through. Stay through. Stay through. Keep trusting God. Keep declaring His word over your life. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 54 verse 2. Just enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the, the curtains 
of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Verse 3. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants, the people that are tied to you, will inherit the nations. And make the desolate cities inhabited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Enlarge your tent. Stretch. Be tired of the ordinary. Amen. We detest the status quo. Many people are where they are because they have made where they are comfortable. Be tired of your comfort zone. Be tired of your comfort zone. You know that the Lord has said so much about you. Stay on that vision and begin to act on it. Hallelujah. Begin to act on it. Lastly, I would like to say again, take action. Take action. We hear so many words. We hear so many words. We hear so many awesome things, especially in this church. We are well fed, but we must take action. Tell your neighbor, take action. action. I would like for you to write, write down things, the way you're going to take action in those five core areas of your lives that we spoke about, in your personal development, in your finance, in your... Um, in your spiritual work with God, in your career and business, and in your family, relationship, marriage, write practical steps that you're going to take, how you're going to take action, how you're going to stretch in those areas. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Arise and walk. Tell your neighbor again, take action. action. Tell your neighbor, take action. Many of us, many of us are waiting for God to do something before we take action. We want, we want, we want the wind to, to, to settle down. We want everything to gel before we take action. No, it never works like that. Tell neighbor, start where you are. The, the principle is start small or start where you are. Think big and grow fast. In other words, think big is think on that vision. Remember what God has told you. And grow fast. Don't stay in one place. Amen. TSP is not a church of lazy people. TSP is not a church of people that would just be like, they would not do anything. I was talking to a guy, I think that was two weeks ago, and I was asking him, I was like, what do, you, what do you do for money? And all he could explain to me was why he could not do something in his current state. I totally do not believe that. I believe that you can do something for money. No, no matter where you are. No matter who you are. <laughs> In the extreme, say, go and donate blood. They will give you money. Go and sell your blood. But you must be able to exchange something. See, I don't know how to put this. Money, lack of money means you have nothing to exchange for it. Money is payment for exchange of value. So even if you don't have a qualification, you have strength. You have time. You have something you can do. Never be in a place. There will never be a time in your life you have nothing. Take action. Take action. Don't accept that your state. The Bible says, even he who has nothing, even what he has, he who has nothing has something. The Bible says, even he who has nothing, even what he has, will be taken away from him. He who has nothing has something to be taken away from. In other words, he who has not recognized God's potentials and abilities in him. That's what it means. Even that which he has not recognized will be taken away from him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This week I want us to spend time to fast and pray. But I was thinking about it. I think we say fast and pray again. People will say, we will not rely on that and not take action. But it shouldn't be. Take action. Take action. Stay through the process. As I'm talking to you, I'm talking about your marriage, your business, your job situation, whatever it is, that dream you have that is in line with God's will and purpose for your life. Take action. Do something different. Stretch. Where God is calling you to, your current capacity may not be able to handle it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? cannot carry a fast food anointing with a mama put capacity. <laughs> cannot. You will reduce it. You will reduce the restaurant to mama put. Because it's who you are. 
What you produce is who you are. Mango tree is for mango seeds. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, the problem with our generation is that we try to look like things we are not. <laughs> I don't know whether I should get into this. But it's a problem. <laughs> we try to look successful instead of be successful. We want to look like them, dress like them, talk like them. Instead of focusing on being that success, being that person that God has called you to be, then when you are that person, it now shows. You understand? So I need to look cool. I need to, I need to, I need to. Ah. If I will filter so that we look cool. Hashtag self-love. <laughs> and you clearly know that the Bible says in the last day men shall be lovers of themselves. But you, but, you clearly know. We must follow the cloud and not the crowd. The children of Israel were led by the cloud by day and by fire by night. Amen. Do you know that when the cloud, when, the, when, that, when that fire moved at night, do you know that it moved at night? It was not a, we, we wait, there's time for waking up to move. Tell your neighbor, you must follow God per time. T.S. we are training you to be successful in the purpose and will of God. That assignment he has given to you, you will fulfill it. Let's bow down our heads tonight. We must take action. We must stretch in that that God has called us to. Hallelujah. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.